Good morning and Merry Christmas. <laughs> I hope you're having a wonderful Christmas weekend, enjoying some time of relaxing as well. And uh, I trust it's been a joyful time to you. Our time of worship is not over yet. We'll do one more song in the end, okay? But uh, let's just stop a little bit now and consider the message. Today, it is uh, part three of our series, Simply Christmas. Because, you know, Christmas, as we heard today, it's a time of reflection. And that's what we're doing today in this last message of our series. Our message today is joy and gratitude. Joy and gratitude. As we contemplate today, what happened that night in Bethlehem? Now, <laughs> especially mommies, you know this. Childbirth is both scary and exhilarating, Right? Before the child comes, before the birth, there is fear, there is pain, there is uncertainty. But after the birth, there is joy. Amen? There is joy. And certainly there was joy at the birth of Jesus. There was, you know, the, the scene, Joseph and, and Mary and, and the angels and the shepherds. There was a lot of joy going on that night for some people. Not everybody, because not everybody knew what was going on in that manger in Bethlehem. But for those that were involved in the story, there was great joy that night. In spite of the pain and the discomfort and having to be in a manger, no mommy wants to give birth to a baby in a cow's tail, all right? But it had to be what it had to be. But once the baby was there, there was joy. There was joy. And today, today, 2,000 years later, we connect with that joy. Because now we can look back. And we can recognize historically what happened. And personally, those of us who are connected with Jesus, those of us who know him as Lord and Savior, we are connected to that story. It's not just a story that happened long ago. We are part of that story because we are connected to Jesus Christ. Amen. We know personally who that child was and who he is today. Not a child anymore. Amen. A man, a savior, a king, our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, if you have been paying attention to our pre-message video, you may have noticed the elements of the story of Christmas in the graphics. You see images of great heavenly splendor. That's how it starts. Great heavenly splendor. An angelic visitation. A very pregnant Mary traveling far and not finding a room. And of course, then the baby born in the manger. You see the after events as well. You see the angels telling the shepherds about the birth of Jesus. And then the wise men following the guiding star, culminating in the familiar scene that we have of everybody gathered in the manger worshiping Jesus. Amen. But it does not end there. It continues and it ends with great heavenly and splendor. And that is how the Christmas story will ultimately end. Because the Christmas story is not finished yet. The Christmas story is an ongoing story. 
We've seen the events that started the unfolding of this story. An old priest having an angelic visitation in the temple. And then Mary visited by the same angel and given a stunning message. We've seen that it was just not a long journey that a very pregnant Mary took, but that Christmas was a long prophetic journey too. We heard last week that the first mention of the coming of the Savior happened about 4,000 years before it happened in the Garden of Eden. And over that period, over those 4,000 years, many prophecies revealed many details about the life of the Savior. The events surrounding the birth of Jesus, those events were fulfilled. Those prophecies, as he he was born, many of those prophecies were fulfilled. And then as the life of Jesus unfolded, more and more of those ancient prophecies were fulfilled. Let us look at one such prophecy from the prophet Isaiah. It is also the verse that you see in our introductory video. It comes from Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. A familiar verse for this time of the year. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I want you to notice that this verse, in this verse, that on the night that Jesus was born, this verse, this prophecy, began to become true. It became true that night, and it began to be fulfilled from that night onward. And it continues to be fulfilled today. Amen? And it will continue to be fulfilled until its completion. And the completion of this verse, the full impact, the full fulfillment of this prophecy will happen when Jesus returns. Amen? And then he will be established forever as king, as everlasting father, as governor. The whole world will know. We'll get to that just now. But notice the beginning of that verse. On that Christmas night, a child was born. Amen? We have a little Christmas songs about that, about Mary's boy child. Amen? A child was born. For unto us, a child is born. Mary gave birth to a child. But it says there, to us, a son is what? Given. A son wasn't born to us. A son was given To us. The prophet says that because although Mary gave birth to a child, God is the one who gave us his son. It is written in John 3, 16, that God, you know the verse, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. To us, a son is given. Prophesied hundreds of years before, and on that Christmas night, it became fulfilled, confirmed later by Jesus himself. God gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. Hallelujah. 
And this invitation is open to everyone, rich and poor, well-educated or with basic education or with no education at all. This invitation is for everybody. Hallelujah. It is interesting that God announced the birth of his son to distant Gentiles, as we heard last week, distant Gentiles, but he also announced the birth of his son to, son to simple shepherds, just, just guarding their sheep, simple shepherds, nothing special about them, amen? Two distinct classes of people, one rich, the, the guys from the east, very rich, the shepherds, very poor. One having studied and gained much knowledge, the other with little in the area of education. One, a group of men with influence. The other, a group of men with no influence at all. I mean, what was a shepherd in those days? The gospel is for everyone. Did you hear that? The gospel is for everyone. God made sure that he gets this message across. The gospel is for everyone. Hallelujah. Those who receive the Son of God, to them, Jesus is the wonderful counselor, isn't he? Jesus is the wonderful counselor. Jesus taught us that when he returned to heaven, he would send another comforter and counselor, the Holy Spirit, who would be in us and with us. And this he did on the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit came to be with us and is with you and I today. He gave us the Holy Spirit to guide us and to counsel us. Jesus revealed himself to be God, the mighty God. The mighty God. Nature listens to him. Amen. Sickness, disease cannot stand in his presence. And eventually, not even death could hold him down. Those who believe in the Son of God know that he is the mighty God. Jesus said that if you have seen him, you have seen the Father. <laughs> so those who believe in the Son of God know that Jesus is the everlasting Father. Jesus existed before he became a child on earth. And he will exist forever, everlasting Father. And those who believe in the Son of God know that he is the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. As followers of Jesus, we can have peace inside us, even though storms may be raging around us. We can have peace in our hearts, even when our bodies are aching. We can have peace in our heart, any situation in our lives. Even as followers of Christ, we will have tribulation in this world. Jesus said you would, we would. But we are not alone in those times. We have peace in our hearts. We have him with us. But now, the story of Christmas is not over yet. Christmas is still happening today. Men and women, boys and girls are still hearing about Jesus and believing in him, believing that he is the son of God and receiving everlasting life, which is the greatest gift of all. Amen. God's gift to us was his son. Hallelujah. And through his son, he gives us everlasting life. We are with him forever. We'll be with him forever. Now, 
we spoke last week about the long journey of Christmas. From the time it was announced, the night the baby was born, but that is not the end of the story because the story continues until the return of Jesus. And when he returns, it will not be unnoticed like it was in his first coming. On that night in Bethlehem, when he was born, only those who were watching, amen, and only those to whom God sent his angels were aware of his revival. Nobody else. Nobody else. The shepherds went out through the streets of Bethlehem and they told many people of what they had heard. So those people kind of heard about it as well. But as a whole, the world knew nothing about Jesus. Only later on, as he began his ministry, the people there in, in, in Galilee and uh, in those areas began to be aware of him. But his coming, his birth, his arrival was largely unnoticed. But <laughs> when he returns, it will not be unnoticed. His return will not be quiet. Huh? It will be noisy, not quiet at all. His return will not be humble. It's not coming as a humble baby. No, 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 no. His return will be loud. His return will be powerful. His return will be noticed by the whole world. How is that possible? Well, I don't know. But look at you today. Something happens in Japan and you hear about it five minutes later here. Huh? If there's something happening anywhere in the world of notice, you can switch on your TV or your app and you can see it happening real time. So I don't know how it's going to work when he returns. If it's going to be through technology, if he's going to make his angels, I don't know. All I know is this, the whole world will take note when Jesus comes. It will not be unnoticed. No matter how far you are, whether you've got technology or not, you will know that Jesus has arrived. Hallelujah. Because the whole world will know it, you'll come back in glory, hallelujah. And then the world will know what real peace is. Then the world will know what real justice is. Then the world will know what wise counsel really is, hallelujah. So the day of his birth in Bethlehem brought joy to the world. It brought joy to those who acknowledge Jesus as Lord. But a day is coming when the whole world will acknowledge Jesus as Lord and as King. The whole world will experience the Prince of Peace. And the good news is that you and I, <laughs> you know what? We're going to be there. We're going to be part of that day. We will be witnesses with it and will be part of it. Hallelujah. And those believers who have died before us will be there too. In their resurrected bodies, eternal bodies. They'll be raised from the dead and will be there with Jesus. You and I will be reunited with family members and friends who have passed before us. Hallelujah. It's going to be great. Now, today we experience joy with limitations as we celebrate Christmas, isn't it? There is joy, but there are limitations. But on that day, when he returns, it will be joy without limits. I don't know about you, but 
as I think of the scope of Christmas, what Christmas meant, what it means, and where it is leading to, when I think of that whole scope of Christmas, I cannot help but be thankful. I am thankful. And so today, it's a day of joy, but also a day of thanksgiving. At Christmas, we celebrate with joy, but it is also Thanksgiving. I am thankful for Christmas. If, if there was no Christmas, there would be no Easter. If there was no Easter, there would be no redemption. So I am thankful, grateful for Christmas. I am thankful for what the Lord has done in my life and in the life of my family. I am thankful for what I've witnessed the Lord doing in many lives, in many of your lives, even in this past year. Many of the people that I know, and God has worked in your lives, and I'm thankful for that. Question is, what are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? Yes, 2001 was another challenging year that seems to have flown by. But in spite of the challenges, perhaps in spite of pain and disappointment, surely you can identify some things that you are thankful for. Hmm? The Lord was with you, even in those dark moments in your life. Look back, think back, and become aware of His love and of His grace upon your life. Amen? And I do hope that you do take some time today and during this, this season, this festive season, during your break, maybe your holiday break, just to sit and ponder on the things that you are thankful for. Make a list even to remind yourself. Now, I'm aware that for some of you, Christmas is hard. This Christmas was very hard. While others are rejoicing, you are feeling the pain of loss. And I want to acknowledge that. And I want you to acknowledge that as well. It's okay to acknowledge that this Christmas is painful or was painful. But you see, that is what Christmas is all about too. The story of Christmas brings comfort and hope. Amen? The story of Christmas speaks of comfort and hope. There is comfort to know that the loved ones that have gone before us are with the Lord now. There is hope in knowing that we will be reunited with them one day. The Lord is not just our Father here on earth. He is our everlasting Father. So let the Prince of Peace and the Mighty God bring counsel and comfort to you today and in the days ahead. Amen? So we should be thankful for the Savior that was born and for what he has done as we anticipate with joy and thanksgiving what he's still going to do, both to us in this life and, of course, in the future when he returns. As in the video, the story will end with heavenly splendor, in heavenly splendor for those who put their trust in him. Amen? 
I am reminded again of that series we did in Colossians. Remember how often we are told to be thankful in that short letter? Such a short book, but so often he says, be thankful, give thanks, be thankful, give thanks, hallelujah. And maybe this year, your Christmas was simply simpler than the other years. Hmm? Maybe this Christmas was simpler than the other years. But Christmas is not about celebrations. It's not about food and presents. Tradition is what added those things. There was nothing of that in that first Christmas. There was nothing of of that in the first few years of Christianity. Later on, tradition began to add those things. So Christmas is not about those things. Christmas is about a person. Christmas is about Jesus. Simply the story of Christmas is all that is needed for a merry Christmas. Hallelujah. Because it is not about things, it is about him. It is about Jesus. Hallelujah. Today is the last Sunday of 2021. And you believe it. (laughs) Now remember, the story is not over yet. Remember our introductory video again. It ends with great heavenly splendor, just as it began. Our story is not over until we are all reunited with God in a new heaven and new earth, with glorified bodies and surrounded by our dear ones, rejoicing forever and being thankful that there was a Christmas and that the Savior did come. Amen. So guys, enjoy what is left of 2021. I hope you can have a bit of a break and relax a little bit. If you have to work, well, strength to you. But enjoy these few last days of 2021 anyway. And may the peace of Christ fill your heart in this season. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, may 2022 be a fruitful and prosperous year for you and all your loved ones. May you know... May you grow in faith and in the knowledge of the Lord, experiencing His favor over every area of your life. Amen. Receive the benediction. And now, may the love of God the Father, the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us today and in the new year and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen and amen. God bless you. Enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy the rest of 21. And we'll see you next year. Amen. God bless you. Bye-bye.